It takes more than sitting your kids in front of Disney Plus so you can get some work done to be a great engineer. This is Soft Skills Engineering, episode 204. I'm your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice podcast for software engineers about all the non-tech stuff, like plunking your kids down into the living room so you can get 30 minutes of work done. There's a lot of tech behind that. A whole, whole giant bundles of tubes to pipe to <laughs> Mickey Mouse into your iPad. Yes. So I am a selfish man, and I really don't like Disneyland or Disney World or theme parks in general. And I have, up until a week ago, successfully crushed my daughter's dreams, like in some dystopian future where they don't know colors exist and everything's in black and white, (laughs) and then someone shows them a color. My my mother-in-law was like, mentioned Disneyland offhand, and my daughter was like, Disneyland? What's that? And she said, <laughs> oh, it's this magical place where all these Disney characters walk around and you can go talk to them in real life and they have rides and games and food. And she was like, father, <laughs> may we please go to Disneyland? <laughs> like, you didn't know Disneyland existed. No. <laughs> so someday now we will go to Disneyland. Thanks to your, thanks to who is this? It's my mother-in-law yeah. who's wonderful. And yet she did this awful thing to you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll like it with kids. I don't know. I hated it as a middle schooler and above. You'll feel better when you send your mother-in-law the invoice for the tickets. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say when I send my mother-in-law there. (laughs) With your daughter. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be cool. Disneyland's great, but you know what's really great? Going with your grandma. (laughs) <laughs> she would love that. She loves her grandma. All right. I want to thank our wonderful patrons. Thank you to these folks who are contributing at the level where we say their name or any arbitrary word they choose, I guess, <laughs> on the air every week. Thank you to Vinlock, Braden Keynes, Chris Hogan, Dennis Bogdanov, Evgeny Sladkowski, John Grant, Luis Santos, Luke Bayless, Nick Hathaway, Nick Kansar, Philip John Basile, the Agile Ventures Charity, Sean Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, Stanley Tactical Radio, Stephen Armand Lee, Taras Haruk, Maple Syrup, Travis, and Zach Grannon. Thank you to everyone else who has contributed. And if you do, for any dollar amount, you will get invited to our Slack team, which is great. Um, an interesting and fun, well, not fun. That's not the word. An interesting <laughs> thing that has happened lately is with all the instability around the, the pandemic, folks have kind of come together to share stories of how they've helped other people or kind of commiserate. And it's been interesting. I've liked seeing how people can both kind of talk about their interpersonal problems that they're having at work, but also just be there for each other and help each other. So join this friendly, mm-hmm. kind group of people and make us say a dumb word on the podcast, I guess. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know what's worth it. I mean, those are both great things. <laughs> We're cheap. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can buy our words. Uh, yeah, all right. You can buy our dignity. <laughs> you want to read our first question, Dave? Yes, I do. This is on topic. So I just want to, for the people that are listening to this podcast 500 years in the future, you, you're you going to need to open up your history book. It's in the Space Library of Congress as <laughs> like a human artifact of great renown. That's right. <laughs> so you're... Episode 204 was when they really took off. <laughs> they were doing okay before then. And then, then that's when the hockey stick turned into the handle of the hockey stick not the <laughs> yeah not the 
the whacker, not yeah. the flat part. <laughs> I don't right. know what you call that. <laughs> the whacker. The blade. Is. I think it's a blade. I think whacker is correct. <laughs> yeah. I I know Canadians. I'll ask them. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> anyway, so if, if it's if it's the year 2520, just open your history books. There'll be a little footnote about this thing called the coronavirus. So we decided to do a remote work themed episode today. We plucked out a few questions about remote work. Anyway, that's what we're doing today. So let's read the first one here. So this comes from an anonymous listener who says, my whole team recently transitioned to working from home. How do I handle this? The good news is I don't have a fever. <laughs> that's great. I'm, I'm glad you don't have a fever, though you may be asymptomatic. That's right. It's It's been interesting seeing more people transition to working from home because I've been doing it since before. It was cool. I, Dave, I've been working from home for years. Like two? No, more than two years. Three? Like four? Whoa. Four? Let me let me check LinkedIn. Hang on. <laughs> I love how every time I ask you a question about your own life. 2016. You have to reference LinkedIn. <laughs> I have to check LinkedIn. <laughs> Why would I store knowledge in my brain when I give it to this for-profit company to make money off of? <laughs> Anyways. So four years. I just got to ask, like when you wake up in the morning and you wonder where to go to work, do you sometimes check LinkedIn first? (laughs) No, no, I don't because I have footprints spray painted on the carpet from my bedroom (laughs) to my office. And I just one step at a time, pick up one foot and place it on the hot pink (laughs) foot. (laughs) Oh, geez. Until I'm there at my desk. (laughs) And actually, I have a code editor that uh, has all of my code pre-written for me. So I just type. It's like, did you ever play those spelling or typing practice games when you're a kid mm-hmm. on a computer or something? It's like that, except for like writing this CRUD route that talks to a database. I just just <laughs> type and stuff happens. And I don't know if I have to understand what it means. I just get points for matching up the pink, <laughs> hot pink letters. <laughs> That's hilarious. LinkedIn, work from home. Anyways, I, I got this weird like missing out feeling where I saw these people sharing remote work hot takes that I, mm-hmm. I wasn't participating in. Everyone was saying like, make sure you shower and get dressed every day and have uh-huh. a strong routine and go outside, see people, real people in real life, like end work at a defined time so it doesn't smudge into your life. And I got to tell you, I don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> Wait, let's, let's. I haven't worn pants in my office in years. <laughs> okay, so just walking down the list, you don't get dressed, you don't go outside, you don't talk to other humans, you don't exercise. What else? <laughs> Shower. Oh, yeah. Eat lunch at a regular time, end work and begin work at regular times. I mean, I'll be clear. I'm wearing, I'm currently clothed. Okay. But uh, let's say I haven't worn pants that do not have some kind of stretchy material around the waistband okay. in my office. <laughs> <laughs> Basically in four years. So you're saying elasticity um, is not just for the cloud anymore. No. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and And the thing is, it's not that I have like my work from home outfit and my going out outfit. It's that, my only outfit now is joggers <laughs> or or like sweatpants okay. or gym shorts. Do you do the trope where you have something fancy on top and gym shorts on bottom? Oh, heck no. Okay. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I just barely put on a new t-shirt today, but 
Let's okay. just say the laundry bill is has gone down. The laundry bill <laughs> is that a utility now? <laughs> <laughs> so you're going green, is what you're saying? I, you know, besides this giant desktop tower I have plugged in, cranking away with like five fans, mining yes. bitcoins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Besides the part where I externalize this negative cost of <laughs> destroying the environment so I can get magical internet money. <laughs> yes, I've gone very green. Okay. <laughs> great. And it's it's gone great. Ha 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 ha. So happy. <laughs> we'll get to that later, but I, I just want to point out that when the CDC started advising everybody to do social distancing, Jameson was reading the guidelines and he was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I already do all this. <laughs> Where, where's the new yeah. stuff? No, literally. Yep, exactly. My life has been sheltered for years. Yeah, but it's interesting that there's this there's this trope of advice that's like, just like, crank on the productivity jets, baby. We're blasting off to productivity space. <laughs> and in my experience, I did not realize how much routine, like externally imposed routine affected my life. And what would happen with the lack of externally exposed routine. And what is what is uh what is an externally imposed routine? What do you mean? So I go into the office every day. Okay. I would wear pants with less elastic waistbands <laughs> if I had to go to the office. Like maybe some jeans. I would shower more. Yeah, I would wear some jeans. Yep. Shower more. I would probably walk around more cuz I would have to get from th- my car to my desk mm-hmm. and back. <laughs> yeah, there's just there's just some built-in stuff that happens when you go to the office and none of that stuff happens by default when you when you don't. Yeah. And it turns out it doesn't have to happen at all. And what has this done to your mental health? So, we were talking about this before the show. I love working remote. I enjoy it greatly and I would not want to go back to an office. But I'm pretty sure I'm I was happier. <laughs> <laughs> when I worked in an office, like I would like grumble about my commute and be like, oh, I wish I could just like s- skip home for lunch and hang out with my family and then come back. And then I never would because it would take like two hours to go back and forth. And, but and now I can do all those things. But just I'm I'm a pretty introverted introvert, but even I still like and, and do better when I'm around people regularly and around uh, larger people. I don't know. I'm around people in my house because I'm married and have two kids Mm -hmm. and they're great. I feel like I'm about to like, but I can't stand them. (laughs) No, like I I love them and they're fantastic. Okay. But there's just something about being around a larger group of people. That's that, I don't know, was, was nice that I didn't realize I would miss until didn't have it anymore. But at the same time, like I, I still don't want to go back, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, you're a little bit less happy, maybe a little grump. I'm a little more grumpy myself. Yeah. But you don't want to go back. (laughs) And I don't want to go back either. When I worked in an office and did work from home days, I noticed a pretty drastic difference in how grumpy I was, where I would get really grumpy on work from home days when it was like one day a week Mm -hmm. and then would be fine back in the office. And I think that's toned down a little bit. So I'm I'm not as grumpy as I was for those work from home days. But I think I do get grumpier than I did in the office. Okay. Maybe it's like the keyboard warrior thing where like, I don't know. They're just they're just names in Slack, so I can send glitter bombs to their house or whatever <laughs> evil thing I'm gonna do without feeling the consequences. Right. As as I would if I were looking them in the eye while I was sending them a glitter bomb. Right. <laughs> it's 
There is something to that. That is true. Especially the glitter bomb part. So how to handle it? Th- that's the tip. Just <laughs> just revert. <laughs> just lowest common denominator of human. Become, <laughs> is, sink down to the remote work level. So I think what, what you're saying is just ignore the hot takes and... Ignore the hot takes or... Or go like really far in the other direction and take several showers a day <laughs> and come to work every day in a full formal wear, dress, tuxedo, whatever. Yeah, work two hours, have an extreme schedule where your day starts at 11 a.m. and ends at 1 p.m. and stick to it rigorously. <laughs> Just take the advice to the limit. It is interesting. I So I have family members that are working from home now and someone was like, yeah, like they have so much more time around the house right now to just hang out during the day. And I'm, I'm like, what? hmm. <laughs> they got the home part, I guess. <laughs> You're like what my, my employer is afraid of when we say remote work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so still do work. Yeah. That's the point. <laughs> Maybe that's number don't, one. Don't screw this up for us, okay? Some of us, <laughs> some of us have a good thing going. <laughs> oh. Oh man. You know, I I've been remote for about 2 years now, coming up on 2 years. Oh Dave, once you've been remote for 4 years, yeah. Then you'll truly understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me, you know, I've done some of that in an office but still remote and some of that at home but still remote. Oh, where you're away from the home office kind of? Yeah, like in a satellite office with other engineers but who with whom I don't work. And mm. then I all the engineers I work with are in remote cities. And I can tell you, like, I, I, that's kind of a, it was almost like a transition period for me where it's like moving from being local to being remote, but in an office to being now remote and from home. And it was definitely a stair-step decline in my overall, like, happiness and demeanor. But just like you, I still want to keep doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't thought about that until we talked about it, and I can't figure out why, like, like why you're less happy? No, why I still am convinced that I wouldn't do anything different. Ah, Stockholm like, syndrome. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll take more showers now. I actually did do something to combat my grumpiness around the fall time because it gets you know I don't do well in the dark evenings. I don't feel well. Yeah. And my wife suggested that I start taking these vitamin D droplets in my drinks a few times a day in my water, and mm-hmm. you know. I don't know why, how, or what, but I felt so much better when I started doing that. Really? Oh, yeah. Tons. I would get like these weird like nighttime headaches. Not really headaches. It was just like very light pressure. I don't know. It was almost like a psychological headache. Like I, it was not physical. Just kind of like a psychological headache. I don't know if that makes any sense. But And I didn't, I didn't get them this year. And I, I attribute that to either the vitamin D or the placebo effect of the vitamin D. <laughs> Which I mean, who cares? The, the placebo effect is real. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, don't know. I don't care how it fixed me. <laughs> <laughs> it does stuff. Yeah, but another thing that happened is I lost my commute. Right, so working from home, you don't have a commute anymore. And for I think a lot of engineers, that's a substantial portion of your day, probably like an hour. You know, I know plenty of people who have they spend multiple hours a day commuting. And yeah. I actually did the opposite of you, Jameson. I actually went out. And started going to the gym every morning instead of commuting. Oh, Dave! Hot take. Rookie mistake. <laughs> that's what they. That's what they want you to do. Well, I like it. So there. 
I, yeah, I, I don't know why, but I think I exercised more regularly when I worked in an office because I think it it was just a routine thing. Like Mm. I would go to the gym on my way to the office. So I would leave the house at the same time and I'm not going to like show up an hour early at work just because I'm really pumped about it. Yeah. But for some reason, there's just a lot of other stuff I can do when where I work out and where I work and where I hang out with my family is all the same place. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be like you when I grow up, Dave. <laughs> well, good luck with that. <laughs> I'd like to see you try. <laughs> I just meant when you succeed, you might decide that it wasn't the best choice. Oh, okay. I mean, the standard advice I've seen a lot of is like, this is not a normal time to work from home. And yeah. the normal pattern of going through the the learning curve, because there is a learning curve, is, is not like, well everyone's kids are home from work and while people are true kind of worried about this impending danger and there's a lot of uncertainty in the world in general so the i I think i agree with the broad advice i've seen that you should try to do a good job but you should also make sure you're being patient with yourself and with the other folks who are newly working from home yeah you're going to see a lot of plopping kids down in front of disney plus (laughs) true so i actually have two good ideas that I can share that have worked for me when I've been working from home. Would you like to hear them? Please. Okay, number one, the little conversations that happen organically in an office have to be mechanized. Otherwise, they won't happen. You will fade into the background and you will be forgotten. So I identified the list of half dozen or 10 or so people that I need to stay in contact with regularly. And I went ahead and scheduled 30-minute one-on-ones with them at different cadences. Some are... Twice a week, some are once a week, some are once every two weeks. And some are only once a month. You have twice a week one-on-ones with people? I mean, I, just with one person that I need to stay very connected to. Okay. Very tactical, you know. So I do that, and it's worked very well. And it, I think in some companies, this can be really awkward. And I remember my last company I worked for, we did not have a culture of doing one-on-ones, but someone joined us from Google. And Google, like most big companies, I think the culture is more accepting or more encouraging of having one-on-ones that are officially scheduled on your calendar that aren't just with your boss. It's just like two peers that want to catch up. They put 30 minutes on each other's calendars and they do that. And so this one guy, this Google person started doing that with people. And I remember some of my coworkers were like, that's weird. (laughs) Like, does he think he's my boss? (laughs) But I think in a remote scenario, you just have to do it, even if it's weird for your culture. So that was thing number one. It'll only be weird until the second person does it. And then it's not weird. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. And then it becomes part yeah, of the like, culture. I don't know. You'll do it and someone else might, yeah, I think it's a good idea and do it. Yeah. So the second thing that someone on my team did, which I thought was really cool, was they set up a one-hour weekly virtual social hour where everyone on the team, we're talking like 16, 20 people show up and we just sit and talk for an hour once a week. And we talk about, you know, how's your work from home situation going? What's new? And everyone just takes a turn, spends a couple minutes, a few people comment and and chat, and it's actually really fun. And you might think an hour of that would be tedious and bad, but actually it is really enjoyable. And I'm so glad this team member set that up for us. Is this recent? Yeah, this is with the coronavirus thing because all my team is now working from home. So they set this up in the last couple of weeks. Oh, okay. So they they didn't have this just as a general thing. It's just now that people are spread out more yep. interesting yeah it's cool that's a cool idea we've talked about this on the show but uh, my team has a standing always on 
video call that people just kind of hang out in. But that's a little bit different because it's there might just be nobody there the whole day. Okay. This is a defined time for everybody to come together. That's cool. So do people just randomly drop into it? Yeah, or people will drop in chat like, hey, I'm going to just be hanging out. Come come hang out if you want. Okay. Huh. I've always wondered how that would work. It sounds like it's not yeah. super, like it's not, a lot of people don't use it all the time. No, it's not like the whole team is there all the time. Okay. Huh. There have been moments where there are several people there and we found out you can share your audio through Zoom and it turns into a virtual DJ session. People spin tunes. Oh, like share the audio that your computer's playing? Yeah, yeah. So somebody will blast some Carly Rae Jepsen, All right. which is known to inspire productivity in developers. <laughs> it is known. Anyways, <laughs> I think we answered it. That's how you're productive when you work from home. Which is Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> Just the sum of everything we said, you know, <laughs> shower, don't shower, <laughs> lift weights, don't. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, this is a tricky time, and be be patient with each other. All right, do you want to read our next one? I do. This is from an anonymous listener who says, when working remotely, what should you do if either you ghost the company or the company ghosts you? <laughs> what the heck? I mean, you can't get ghosted if you ghost them first. <laughs> Preemptive ghosting. Better to be the ghoster than the ghosty. So just for those of you who, like me, are over 40, <laughs> may not be totally in tune with this lingo. Jameson, you want to tell us what ghosting means? Yeah. I'm also an old fogey about this because it has never happened to me. But ghosting is where you're in some kind of relationship, professional, I don't know, personal, romantic, whatever, with somebody. And then they just one day never reply ever again. If I gather correctly, mm-hmm. this is a thing that is fairly common in, in the dating scene where you will just you'll just be texting with somebody and then might go on some dates, you might be even actively dating them, and then just nothing ever, mm-hmm. <laughs> ever again. Mm-hmm. And they haven't died. It's it's painful, though, because it's it's the halting problem. You don't know for sure if you've been ghosted. You can only tell if you've not been ghosted. That's true. Like, you could ghost me as soon as we hang up from this call. And you will never know with 100% confidence if I did. Yeah, not until next week when we record, if it happens. And even then. But then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. I cannot fathom what would have to happen to a company for them to ghost you. Yeah. Does that mean they stop paying you? Well, I assume so. Or are they paying you still? They just don't talk to you? That's called the trust fund, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) If you just like get free money for doing nothing, (laughs) that's the dream. (laughs) If you are going to ghost them, I mean, so you could ghost them and eventually you'd probably get fired, Uh but you could put in slightly more effort and create some kind of Markov chain chatbot email thing. And you could probably delay being fired for months with that. Okay. Just read in all your past emails and texts that make a corpus out of that and then just let her let her rip. <laughs> Randomly start posting status updates for you. They don't really make any sense. And it replies to DMs. So if your boss reaches out, they're like, hey, I didn't understand what you said. And then they get some half comprehensible <laughs> gibberish back. Like You gotta insert a little delay so it looks like you're typing. Yeah. You could probably do that with code generation too. <laughs> I did actually saw someone that 
there was like a text model that came out a while ago. Anyways, they used they used machine learning to generate C plus plus code basically, and it was eerily legible but nonsensical. So you could probably write a bunch of code still. What should you do if you ghost the company? I mean, get a different job. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the part I don't know. This is the part that I don't get. Like it implicit in this question is that you accidentally ghosted the company. It's like, yeah, like apologize and say, <laughs> I promise not to ghost you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at some point- I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> I guess, I guess that you have to take this question to the next level, which is what happens if you ghost the company and they don't seem to care? Like, then what? <laughs> I think you solved a problem <laughs> for them. <laughs> yeah, this is another fear of remote work from people who don't do it. It's like, how will I know if they're working mm -hmm. if I can't see them working? And that's kind of what ghosting would be for remote work. It's like, I, I don't know. how it, It's the halting problem again. How do you tell if they're really heads down in a really hard problem or they have ghosted you? <laughs> right. <laughs> like maybe they've, they've almost cracked that algorithm and just need a little, a couple days more of total isolation. Yeah. Or they work somewhere else now. Right. <laughs> or they've been working for another company for days and they're getting two paychecks. Yeah. I've seen someone ghost a company and it only lasted about a week before they were given the boot. That's remarkable. I'm actually surprised it only lasted a week. Like I, I would expect that it, it would be natural for that to drag on. I don't know too many details about it, but my impression is that there was maybe like some kind of project that was important that there was supposed to be a bunch of status updates. So like it was pretty obvious it was happening, okay. I guess. Okay. Yeah, that's probably what would happen. You would probably get fired. Yep. And if the company ghosts you, you'd probably get another job. And I got to say, just from a, from a professional perspective, you should never ghost your company ever. Like they should be, you should always reply. Even if you're in a crisis, yeah, that's, you should at least send out some kind of communication. That's the worst way to quit. Yeah, it doesn't cost very much. It, it's It's a much better look to say, I've decided to quit, then never reply ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, you might be upset, but at least have the decency to show up in the parking lot and slash your boss's tires. <laughs> then you'd be a poltergeist because those are the things that, like, throw sharp objects around, right? Tires? No, no. Like, you would throw a knife around. It would just so happen to hit all four of the tires. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> You're a ghost, but you still affect the physical oh, world, isn't that? What oh my god, I completely is? missed the ghost reference in that comment. Oh, I feel like an idiot. Gotta be on your toes, I guess. Yeah, I think we've clearly answered this question. I think <laughs> we have dispensed all the wisdom that is in our brains. And don't ghost your employers. <laughs> yeah, don't ghost your employers. I can't imagine a scenario in which that would be a good thing to do. Yeah. So. Don't do it. What should people do if they want their own questions answered, Dave? Go to softskills.audio and click on the Ask Question button. Fill out that form. And thank you so much to everyone who has done that. What should people do if they want to support the show? Jameson? They should go to softskills.audio and click support us on Patreon. Or they should just share it with other people. We love hearing from new listeners. Ask questions. Share it with folks. You all are the lifeblood of the show. So thanks for doing it. We will catch you next week. Bye.